the National Archives podcast series, the UK's entry to the European Economic Community, presented by James Cronin. The European Economic Community came into being on the 1st of January 1958, following the signature of the Treaty of Rome in March 1957 by the heads of government of France, Belgium, Luxembourg, West Germany, the Netherlands and Italy. The treaty established a Council of Ministers, a European Parliament and a European Court of Justice. Focusing on economic cooperation, the treaty envisaged even closer union between these six states to eliminate the boundaries which divided Europe. It was a logical extension of the European coal and steel community established by these six nations in April 1951. Over the course of 248 articles, the treaty proposed the establishment of a common market of manufacturing, manpower and financial services between the member states, introducing common agricultural and transport policies and establishing a customs union that would gradually reduce customs duties or tariffs to better encourage trade. Britain was not encouraged to join and did not apply to join. At the time, the government of Harold Macmillan still favoured Winston Churchill's foreign economic policy that Britain stood at the centre of three overlapping spheres of influence, the Atlantic relationship with America as most favoured nation, the special relationship with the British Commonwealth and as a key trading partner with Europe. In 1960, Britain joined the European Free Trade Association with Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Austria, Switzerland and Portugal. However, EFTA was not a great success, being at arm's length from the EEC, while the economies of the six member states of the EEC, especially that of Germany, began to outstrip that of Britain. Despite fears of a European federation developing amongst the member states, Britain applied to join the EEC in 1961. While five of the nations were broadly in favour, French President Charles de Gaulle firmly vetoed Britain's entry alongside those of Denmark, Ireland and Norway. In a press conference given by the French president at the Elysee Palace on the 14th of January 1963, the French president laid out his objections to Britain joining the EEC and explained the reasons for his veto, which has become known as the non, non, non. He argued that the six nations were economically similar in their industrial and agricultural production, their commercial clientele and their living and working conditions. They are adjacent and interpenetrate, he said. This was not the case with Britain. Britain's main trading interests were more heavily industrial and commercial and less Eurocentric. England, he said, is in effect insular. She is maritime. She is linked through her exchanges, her markets, her supply lines to the most diverse and often the most distant countries. She pursues essentially industrial and commercial activities and only slight agricultural ones. She has in all of her doings very marked and very original habits and traditions. He stated that Britain had earlier refused to join in the communities being established and had, moreover, created a free trade area with six other states. He questioned whether Britain would be able to place herself within a common tariff at the expense of her Commonwealth preferences and her engagements with other countries of the free trade area. The accession of Britain and other members to the common market would completely change the actions, the agreements, the compensation, the rules that have been established and would no longer resemble the one which the Six had built. He also feared that Britain's entry would be a Trojan horse for America, as its cohesion and economic relations would alter, stating that, ultimately, it would appear as a colossal Atlantic community under American dependence and direction. It was a huge disappointment for Harold Macmillan and to Edward Heath, 
then Lord Privy Seal, who had been sent to Brussels to negotiate the terms of Britain's entry. Heath, in response on the 5th of February 1963, expressed his determination to try again, stating that we are part of Europe by geography, tradition, history, culture and civilization. We shall continue to work with our friends in Europe for the true unity and strength of this continent. Although in his speech de Gaulle did not rule out the possibility of Britain joining the EEC, he did go on to veto Britain's second application to join in 1967, this time stating that Britain's economy was too weak. When Britain prepared for its third application, in January 1972, the political situation had changed considerably. De Gaulle was no longer in power, and President Pompidou, while far from being ecstatically pro-British, had taken part in encouraging talks with Prime Minister Edward Heath in May 1971, which would pave the way for the agreement. On the 28th of October 1971, Parliament voted in favour of British entry into the EEC, with 69 Labour MPs supporting Heath. So it was that on the 22nd of January 1972, a full decade after Britain's first application to join the EEC, Britain signed the Treaty of Accession to the European Economic Community and European Atomic Energy Community, alongside Denmark, Ireland and Norway. Britain's signatories and chief negotiators were Prime Minister Edward Heath, Foreign Secretary Alec Douglas Hume and Minister for Europe Geoffrey Rippon. The Treaty of Accession amounts to only three articles, confirming membership and conditions to admission of the EEC and the European Atomic Energy Committee, outlined in the 1957 Treaty of Rome. The treaty came into force on the 1st of January 1973, when the United Kingdom was formally admitted to membership of the EEC. The treaty is housed in Rome. In March 1974, the Labour leader Harold Wilson succeeded Edward Heath as Prime Minister. In June 1975, the Wilson government, having successfully renegotiated the original terms of Britain's entry into the EEC three months earlier, called a referendum to endorse continued membership. Some 67.2% of the participants voted yes, a belated vindication of Heath's long-standing position. This talk was recorded on the 17th of February 2014 at the National Archives, Kew. This podcast is copyright to the National Archives. All rights reserved.